0: Welcome to the Ark Church Podcast. On here, you'll find all of our Sunday and Wednesday messages, as well as classes and special services. If you would like more information about the Ark Church, visit us at thearchurch.com or download our app, available to all app stores. Our heart for you is that you would live for God, grow stronger, and make a difference. Enjoy. We were talking about David, King David, and how he prayed. And David, in his uh, situation, remember David was anointed by God to be king by Samuel, actually the prophet to be king. And then Saul, the king wanted to kill David. For, so for a number of years, David ran from Saul. Saul was the king of Israel. David was the next king, but Saul tried to kill him. And so David, a group of guys began to gather around David. I think at one time he had about 600 men and their families, they began to travel with David. They became like a roving band. They're a pretty good fighting group too. And they heard the word got to David that the Philistines had attacked a city called Keilah. Keilah was a, was a, a city that had bars and, and it had walls, but the, the Philistines had put a siege around it, and they were going to shut the city off. And so David prayed about going down to Keilah. And the Lord said, go, and I'll give you the, I'll give you the victory. One of the things we f- saw about David is he asked the Lord about before he takes off. And so just a smart way to go and his men didn't want to go. He prayed again, the Lord confirmed it. So they went to Keilah, they beat the Philistines. They, they were heroes of the city. But then, then Saul hears that David is in Keilah. And so David, Saul says, we're gonna go down to Keilah. I'm gonna destroy the whole city. So let's pick up reading in 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 13. Then, so now David's praying. Then David said, "Oh Lord, God of Israel, your servant, has certainly heard that Saul seeks to come to Keilah to destroy the city for my sake. Will the men of Keilah deliver me into his hand? Will Saul come down as your servant has heard? O Lord God of Israel, I pray, tell your servant. And the Lord said, he'll come down. Then David said, will the men of Keilah deliver me and my men into the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, they'll deliver you. So David and his men, about 600, arose and departed from Keilah and went wherever they could go. And when it was told Saul that David had escaped from Keala, so he halted the expedition. One one thing I wanted you to catch, and I want to talk tonight, because I want to talk especially about praying for people. When it comes to praying for people, some involve yourself, some is going to involve other people. Praying for people. Notice how, how David prayed. He said, Lord, will Saul come down? He did not pray, Lord, stop Saul from coming. I want not you just kind of hold on to that thought just for a second. And then the Lord said, yeah, he's coming. Then David said, will the men of Keilah give me up? Are they going to deliver me? And uh, David did not assume they were going to protect him. That's a great question. He saw his coming. It would have been easy to assume that David, the hero of the city, that Keilah was going to protect him. He said, are they going to to give me up? The Lord said, yep, they're going to give you up. Notice David didn't say, Lord, stop them because this is not right. They should not give me up. Lord, you you, you tell them to stop. David asked, what are they going to do? And when the Lord said, they're going to give you up, David left. I think it's interesting to note that David did not lash out at Keilah. I mean, I don't know about you, I'd have been ticked. I mean, I just came down there, risked my life, my men. We just won a great battle, set the whole city free, and now you're going to give me up? But I think David understood something. I think David understood human nature. And human nature says, we're going to take care of us. And they heard Saul was coming down to destroy the city, and they're like, hmm, sorry, David. We're going to give you up, brother. And so David just left. Didn't argue with them, didn't fuss. He just left and dispersed, and Saul gave up. But I, I think it's interesting how David prayed. So when you pray for people, I want to help you with this because this is sometimes where I see people they get hung up, and they're praying and they're praying and they're very they're very they're intense and they're and they're very serious. But a lot of times they're praying, Lord, make somebody do something. Lord, make them do something. Now, if, if you've ever prayed that way, listen, we're all learning. So don't don't. But here's the deal: people have choices. People have choices. You had a choice. You chose to come here tonight. No one made you. Now, they may have drugged you, but they didn't really make you. In other words, it was your choice. It's our choice. And so when we're praying for people, you can't pray, Lord, make them do something. And I've heard people say, Lord, just make them, make them, here's one, make them get saved. Say, "Well, I can't pray for, Lord, to make somebody get saved. No, no. In fact, when Jesus appeared to Paul and talked to him in a vision, Paul is recounting his vision. Look what he says here. Um, That's not what I'm looking for, guys. Actually, it's the Acts. Do you have the the Acts scripture? There we go. This is Jesus talking to Paul. He said, I'll deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you. So he's given Paul his vision to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Jesus is talking. He said, Paul, I'm sending you to the Gentiles. And when Paul would go to the Gentiles, Paul would preach the gospel. And when he preached the gospel, people had a choice. They could hear it and maybe they could see it. This is where we get the term, saw the light. People say, I saw the light, I saw it. Well, people have to see it. You can't make somebody get saved. And the Lord's not going to make someone get saved. He's already paid the price for Jesus. Salvation is already out there. It's available for anyone. Anyone listening online, anyone here tonight, if you decide in your heart to go, you know what, I'm going to receive Jesus as my Lord, there's nothing that can stop you from receiving salvation. It's available. Jesus doesn't have to come. It's right there. All you have to do, is receiving and so what we're and so we're praying when we're praying for people and you and all of us have people who aren't saved all of us know people who aren't saved and we're praying lord save them lord save them he already has understand that he's already provided jesus isn't going to come down again he's already gone to the cross he's already gone back he's so instead of praying, Lord, save them, here's a better prayer. Lord, open their eyes that they can see the light of the gospel. Open their eyes. In 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, it's not in your notes, just let me read it. Paul is talking and he's talking about, he's talking about people who are not saved. And he says, but even if our gospel is veiled, it's veiled or that's, it's got like a, a, a veil over the, uh, the eyes of those who are perishing whose mind's the God of this age. Now, the God of this age, he's talking about is Satan. He's not talking about our our Heavenly Father. He's talking about God, little g. The God of this age has blinded, who did not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who's the image of God should shine on them. Why do we preach the gospel? Because the gospel brings the light. And when the light comes, people have an opportunity. If they see it, because the God of this world has blinded, how many of us can testify that there was a time when we didn't see it, we didn't like church, we didn't want to be around it, we didn't want to be around Christians and then the light hit and you were like, oh my goodness, this is what Jesus has done for me and when the light hits and your mind is no longer blinded, you received. So what we pray for is that, is that the blindness that people are dealing with is like, Lord, open their eyes. Lord, send someone to them who can do that. So when you're praying, and, and this, the idea is pray, don't pray, Lord, save them. Open their eyes, enlighten them. Now, here's another one. Lord, make my child stop doing drugs. Now, I, 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 I've talked with hearted parents and they're like, man, I, I'm praying that my child would stop. Make, Lord, the Lord's not going to make them. Here's one thing you may want to do. You want to begin to come against the power of the enemy in their life and to break that authority in their life and go, Satan, you are not going to have my child. You are not going to have them. I break the authority of the enemy in the name of Jesus. I believe my child is going to serve God and I'm just going to continue to stand there. So you're not praying for God to do because What happens is people get upset with the Lord because he hadn't made them do it yet. Now here's another one. (laughs) You love me, right? Come on, people, now. Smile on your brother. Everybody get together, and then we're going to love one another, right? Okay, listen. God, make my spouse or my significant other love me. Make them love me. Make them stay. Make them do the right thing. Boy, I wish it could be that way. But just think about it. If God was going to make us do anything, he'd make us all get saved and we go into the millennium tomorrow. He's not gonna make them. Lord, open their eyes. Could you go back to that Ephesian scripture? This is how Paul prayed when he would pray for people. He prayed the scripture right here. A lot of people are like, man, my, my spouse is, man, I don't know what they're doing. It's, it's like they've gone crazy. How do I pray? I wanna pray that the God, of the, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Look at this. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you would know it is the hope of his calling. We're praying that people see it. We're dealing with deception. We pray that people can see it. Guys, there's a lot of deception out there. And so one of the things we're praying is the eyes of people. That's That's one way I pray for you guys. That's how joy prays for you guys. Pray the eyes of your understanding are enlightened that you can see what's the hope of God's calling. And so when people see it, they like it. They want it. And so we're praying for enlightenment. So don't pray anymore. Lord make them. So when you're praying for people, here's some things to keep in mind. Praying for people, don't pray, Lord make them. It's Lord open their eyes. Y'all make That make sense? Amen. How many of you know you can't make somebody love you? Can't do it. You can put a gun to their head and they're going to tell you I love you, but that's not the real deal. It's... Uh, well, don't put the gun to anybody's head. Anybody, but uh, here's the second thing to pray when you're praying for people: is forgive them. Mark eleven twenty-five. Whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. So when you pray, you want to pray, Lord, forgive them. So why are you talking about this? Because there are some things, guys, that will absolutely clog your prayer life up. And one of them is unforgiveness. And so it's just one of those things that, hey, come on now, you're Wednesday night people. You can handle this, right? You're the SWAT team. You're you're serious. Praying, Lord, forgive them is one of the best things you can do. Now, here's, here's a couple of areas to forgive. Forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. And Luke, Jesus prayed this way, remember? He prayed, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. Do you know some people do things and they don't even know they're doing it? Some people are incredibly annoying and they don't know it. Some people do things and it's just, it's, you're thinking and going, oh dear Lord, I can't, I can't, I can't believe they did that. So what do, you, what do you do with those people? You pray enlightenment so that it can break through that stupidity that they're dealing with. But you also pray, Lord forgive them because a lot of times they don't know what they do. So that's one place. Here's the second one to forgive. Forgive the ones who are intentional. So the ones who are not intentional and the ones who are intentional. Here's Colossians. Paul is writing to the church. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, that would be us. Right? That's us. You're a believer. That's you. So I don't feel holy and beloved, but that's what you is. So put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, Meekness, long suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. I didn't write this. Don't look at me like, I don't like it. I didn't write the Bible. I'm just, that's the Bible, and that's what it said. But here's the deal. A lot of, of times, here's what, when we're so uh, with people, have you ever noticed that? Have you ever noticed after an argument with somebody, you do not feel like praying? After an argument, you're like, wow, I feel amazingly spiritual. Let's pray. No, a lot of times it just, it it sets something off in you. So forgive them. I got another one for you. You're going to like this one. Bless them. It's amazing that a room like this can get so quiet. Okay, but Matthew, Matthew 5, this is Jesus talking. You've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be the sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. Can I get an amen somebody? <laughs> yeah, we love this. Um, what Jesus is talking about is living on a different level. And he's talking about living differently. And, and here, li- listen to me here, guys. I, I know, because I get people and they write me letters and they, and they say things about what, what's going on in our world. It's horrible and it's good. Yes, it is. And some of the deception and some of the junk that's going on in the woke corporations that we're dealing with. Yes, it is and some of the, this transgender confusion that is absolutely just destroying our young people. Yes, it is. I get it, but our objective is we have to rise higher than the level that they're coming at us on. And so, and so to do that, listen, if we keep coming back in the same spirit, we're not gonna make any progress. Now you can boycott, you can boycott all you want. That's fine with me, but that, that the real, testimony is that we live differently Amen. and to live differently Jesus laid it out right here he said, he said uh, you said you love your neighbor, hate your enemy Yeah, everyone goes, that's right he said I'm going to say you something different this is Jesus, love your enemies bless those who curse you <laughs> listen don't consult your feelings on whether or not you want to do this or not because when he's talking about cursing he's not talking about cussing because, you know, someone cusses you um, and, 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 and people do it a lot. I'm, a, I'm amazed at, at, at how the, the, the F word has become just such a part of our society's vocabulary. It, it's, it's just there. And people drop it like nothing. But that's not what bothers me. The, the cursing is when people speak badly to you. When they speak badly about you. When they slander you, when they say words that aren't right, when you take heat. And I, I, social media has added to, to the exposure to this, where someone can can just lambast you. What do we do? And so Jesus has given us some ideas. He said, he said bless those that curse you. He said, pray for those who, who spitefully use you and persecute you. Do you ever hear people say, I just feel like they use me. They just use me for their own good. They just just use me. Ever had someone use you for their own advancement? That's not a good feeling. He said, what do we do with those people? He said, we pray for them. Now, I'm not saying this feels like fun, but I'm saying this is what Christianity looks like. People look, well, Christianity is like, hey, Alan, what are you talking about? I came to church on Wednesday night. You know, I even brought a Bible. It's good. it's good that's good but it's not just bringing a Bible it's doing the Bible that we have to bring into our lives and these things and this is, where the, this is really where the rubber hits the road what are you going to do with the people that aren't good to you what are you going to do with the people that, that say unkind things you say well why do, I, why do I need to pray for them Jesus said so you can be sons of your father because he's good to everybody the evil and the just. You still here? You say, well, what's this got to do with my prayer life? A lot. Because here's, here's really what we're talking about. You know, I really believe this verse, the blessing, the praying for, the, the doing good. I really believe a lot of that's private. You know, when people say things, and, and, and trust me, I get things said about me. When people say things, it's rarely to me. It it comes at me from somewhere else, or I hear about it, and so rarely do I have the opportunity for someone to say, "You know, you're a sorry, you're a sorry pastor." I I don't get that as much, but then I would go, "Bless you," <laughs> <laughs> and I would not bless their heart, because <laughs> around here that's code for "you're an idiot." I don't get a chance to do that. So where, where do we get the chance to do this? You know where this really hits home, guys? Is when you're at home and you heard someone said something about you, or you read something said about, something about you, and you're just like, I'm I'm I don't know what they're with you. Well, I'm gonna tell I'm And then you go to bed and you're lying in bed and you're thinking, and I'll tell you what, and they're going to say this, and then I'm going to say that, and then they're going to say this, and then I'm going to come back, bam, and I'm just going to be. Anybody ever done that? You just mentally go through how you're going to win. It's not helping us. It's keeping us up at night. It's not blessing us. Jesus said there's a higher way to walk. Didn't say it's the easier way to walk. In fact, he said it's a narrow way to walk. It's a tougher way to walk. It's a challenge. Whoever said Christianity is easy has never lived this life. It is not the easiest life. It's the best life. It's the most rewarding life. It's it's got the most life to it. But it's not easy to go, Lord, bless them. Help them. Do something good. For them but you know what happens when you do that you do something good for you because you get rid of all that uh, and angst and anger and guys living with all this anger we're living with we gotta live in a different way cause it'll eat you up it'll eat you and I say well how do you know cause I've been there I know exactly what I'm talking about. And I, man, I can run through scenarios in my mind and I have a competitive streak. And so I like to win. And if someone said something, I think about how am I going to get back? And that's not what Jesus said to him. He said, what's this got to do with your prayer life? A lot. Because when you begin to pray like that, if you go to 1 Peter, I'm going to close it real quick. First Peter, look what it says. Not returning. This is Peter now talking about right what Jesus said. Not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling. You say something about me, I'm going to say something about you. This is not going back. But on the contrary, blessing. Knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. You want to talk about having confidence when you pray is when you bless someone who's done evil to you, then you have walked in the way that's righteous before God. And when you pray, you know there's a confidence that you've not blasted somebody because you're called to inherit a blessing. Lord, I'm just, I'm, I am just I'm not going to step out of the blessing line. If I'm called to inherit a blessing, I'm staying in line. And that means I keep moving closer and closer to the blessings. So I'm not going to step out to revile somebody or say something unkind about somebody or blast somebody. I'm not getting out of the blessing line because I'm called to inherit a blessing because I'm I'm the blessed, you're the blessed. And the Lord's eyes are on us and his ears are open to our prayers. I I want him hearing what I got to say. I want him hearing my prayers. And this gives me confidence. If I'm standing in the right place, I'm in the blessing line. Not the reviling line. Not the anger line. Not the getting even line. The blessing line. called to inherit a blessing. Isn't the Lord good? Amen. He shows us a better way to walk. Not an easier way. A better way. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Father, that we can, whatever you tell us we can do, we can. Thank you we can retrain ourselves and our thinking to be a blessed because we're called to inherit blessings. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. Thank you so much. Tonight, Father, I pray for people who are struggling, strife, and, and just a lot of angst in their relationships, in their hearts, in their minds. People who have done things, things that shouldn't have been done, things that are wrong. Father, show them how to live above it. Show them how to rise above it. Show them how to live like children of the living God and make a difference. your bowed eyes are closed. If you came this evening and said, I, Alan, I, I don't even know if I have a relationship with the Lord. I'm not sure, but I want to be. Or maybe you're like I was at one time. You had a relationship with the Lord, but you walked away from him. And you're thinking, man, I don't want to stay there. I want to be where God is, especially in this day. Heads are bowed, and eyes are closed. If that's you, and you you would like for us to pray for you, we're not going to have you stand up or come to the front. But if you would like our prayers, would you slip your hand up real quickly and say, in oh, that's me." Thanks, thanks. Gotcha. Thank you, thank you, thanks. You can put your hands down. We're going to pray. If you didn't lift your hand, maybe you wanted to. You can you can still pray this prayer with us. It's a good prayer. We're going to pray it with you as a church family. You're watching online. You you can, if you're by yourself, pray it out loud. If you're uh, if you're with other people, pray quietly. But we're going we're to pray with you as a church family. Say, dear God, dear God I know mankind needs a Savior. Needs a savior. I know I can't, I can't save myself. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. Jesus, I, believe son of God. I, believe I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead. From the dead. Right now, I confess, I confess you as my Lord. Is my Savior, is the one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you. I'm a new creation in Christ because I said yes to you. Father, thank you for those who prayed that prayer online here in the building. We thank you, Lord, for the change that's taking place in their heart that will show up in their life and they continue to walk with you. And that's our prayer. So we thank you for them. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for showing us a better way to live and walk. We give you all the praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you for joining us. We hope this message has blessed you. Don't forget to check us out on all the social platforms. We're uploading encouraging content on a regular basis. For more information, go to thearchchurch.com. Have a great week.